0: Hello and welcome to talking Baseball. Myself, Trevor Plouffe, BBD. The Yankees are dead? The Phillies are more alive than they've ever been. Let's talk some baseball, man. Oh, God. Hello. Welcome to Talking Baseball presented by SeatGeek. Code Chamboy playoffs 10% off. Uh at SeatGeek download the app and go check them out. Trev, what's up man?
1: What's up, bro? <laughs> How are you feeling today? I don't see any Yankees gear on you. I don't know what's what's going on. I uh,
0: like uh I've been sad, wearing this though. been wearing this little kids necklace for uh, about 4 weeks. Uh because a guy in the Yankees wears it. So maybe I'll stop doing that at some point, but the times are bad.
1: I've heard many people call for you to take that necklace off, but I think you got to stick with it. I got to be honest with you. I don't think the Yankees problem is your childish necklace. I think
0: it's probably the lack of offense. That's just me though. I mean, there's people calling for me to play left field and bat third. So let's um uh, i'll do a quick jakey burn of the game and then trev we can i i mean kind of bury bury the Yankees. we're gonna deep dive into this game just as yeah so let's go uh uh
1: burn it baby let's go
0: welcome to the boogie down bronx these yankees are different Trev, We've got Garrett Cole, Yankees ace on the bump versus Christian Stan Javier as Houston tries to go up 3-0 in the series. Top two, fly ball to right center. Oh, my God. Bader and Judge, two of the Yankees' best defenders. Fly ball drops off of Bader's glove, and you know what happens next. McCormick stakes one to right. Short porch job, 335. It is 2-0 Astros. It would stay that way into the sixth. Mancini and Vasquez. The sack fly and single. A couple of their trade deadline acquisitions. It's 5-0. And as you mentioned, Trev, the nothing was truly nothing. The Yankees offense had one hit through eight innings. Javier, Neres, Stanek, Brown, Montero, Abreu, Houston. They win 5-0. And they bury your Yanks.
1: That was, that was my favorite burn. You were giddy. You're still giddy. No, Are we do. that bad?
0: Are Yankees people Look, that
1: bad? I don't root against the Yankees. In fact, you know. Full disclosure, it's pretty good for our company when the Yankees do well, sure. okay? Uh, but this brand of baseball they're playing right now is just not a good baseball. And I don't know if it's the Astros thing. I've talked about it before on this show. Yankees, they're the Twins' daddy. That makes the Astros the Twins' grandfather because my, oh, my, are the Astros the Yankees' daddy. How many runs have they scored in this series? Four?
0: Four, two, two on error.
1: Four runs in three games, and they struck out forty-one times. It's just not getting the job done. I could narrow, and I want to give credit to Houston, but I kind of want to just talk a little bit about the Yankees first. Your left field play has been atrocious. i just outfield play in general has been atrocious. You've started three different people at shortstop. Two of them are rookies. Okay, one guy, you, you, everyone's been calling for his head all year long. I don't agree with that, but you can't figure out your shortstop situation either. And then your bats go quiet, like silent. Like that one movie where you can't talk with the monster comes and gets you. That's what the Yankees are acting like right now. My goodness. Meanwhile, the Astros are firing. And they don't, they haven't even needed to sweat, dude. It's like they come up in this the situations they need to. They come up big. The pitching has been incredible, and I can't tell if it's like you have to give all the credit to their pitching or the Yankees bats just going cold. I don't know what it is, but man, it's just been a lopsided series. And last night, like you're saying, it was the same exact thing: one hit, a Stanton uh, double uh, until the ninth inning to get a couple singles there. It just—I don't know, man. It's it's getting out of control right now, and it's got to feel bad as a Yankees fan. I, I'm—I feel I actually do feel bad for Yankee fans right now.
0: The I, I was I was happy. The Bronx was buzzing pretty good for this game. 5 p.m. Houston Yankees. Uh, you know Cole. And- yeah, I I think Yankee fans. I I thought they were gonna come in a little more timid. Like they'd need. To, no, they came in hot. They were ready to go. Uh, the crowd was buzzing. Cole has a clean first. Uh, the Yankees offense goes down, and then yeah, man, when. You see a two-out fly ball in the playoffs get dropped, um, and you know everyone's seen baseball by this point. You you know if you let the baseball gods come in, they'll they'll come in. And um, you thought McCormick hits one to right, three thirty-five. It bounces off the top of the wall, and Trev, we spent a lot of time talking about wind, and we spent a lot. Of you know, loser talk and, you know, you play where you play for the Astros and for the Yankees, for that to happen, McCormick, the nine hole hitter to find the shortest of the porches. And then in that one swing, you've provided all of the runs the Yankees offense has had in three games because they got two off of a Framber error. You basically sealed it. And I think all the Yankee fans were looking around like, oh, no. I, I I think Yankee fans were at grips going down to these Astros. These Astros are a better team. They're a better organization. But you believe in baseball and you believe in sports and you got to believe in the Bronx, right? And then to have that happen, um, my God, uh, they popped the bubble. And then you need offense to create anything and trev i don't i don't know dude like it's it's starting to get to the point where if if me jimmy bbd were doing talking yanks and i know you were laughing at some of our notes but you know you end up coming off as as an asshole because i know how hard it is to hit i mean i you know if i went to the 55 mile per hour cage right now i would not put on a display and these guys are doing something much tougher against an incredible pitching staff. Javier is a stud. uh you know, what those guys in that Houston bullpen have done all year is incredible. That being said, man, i I don't know like what what do you do? It, 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 give like to say give better at bats, I, I realize that that sounds dumb, but I, I don't know, man, they they got nothing.
1: It, it happens sometimes. I mean, bats go cold during the regular season, and that's what we'll say. Man, they're just cold right now. They're going to get hot. But in the postseason, you don't have the luxury of coming back to the next series. Um, and that's basically what's going on. You have to give a lot of credit to what Houston's been able to do on the pitching side of the ball. You know, We thought my guy with the curveball from hell, Lance McCullers Jr., was going to get this game. It turns out he hurts his elbow on a champagne bottle, which is awesome. A great story to tell. Like, hey, how'd you hurt yourself? Well, I was popping champagne and I was in the big leagues and hitting my elbow. I'm still gonna be there for game four, don't worry. Whatever. Javier's been nasty against the uh Yankees this year. So, you know, they they flop from or they swap from their three to their uh four guy, and he's lights out. And the way he was kind of adding and subtracting with his off pitches, he threw one nasty one to Judge. Judge looks a little bit overmatched right now with some of that spin going on. Um but it is. I mean, it's it's a combination of the Astros having an incredible pitching staff. We know how well they did during the regular season. That's translated right into the postseason. Um, Dusty, like kind of pulling all the right strings there with his bullpen. Uh, it was just impressive, man. And there really is nothing you can do as a team. You know, you try to have a unified approach. You have a game plan. You're going into it. Like, for instance, today. You're going up against a guy with a nasty curveball. Like you're gonna have as a team to figure out the tunnel where it's got to start for it to be a strike. And if it doesn't start there, you got to lay off. You got to try to get into hitters' counts against him. Um, We can't be waving off speed pitches out of the zone. Let's try to really get our plate discipline up. See some pitches, whatever it whatever has to be. You have to have a unified approach. Uh, But even that's not enough, man, because it's just it's one of those things. You know they say hitting is contagious. Look at what the Phillies have done, man. Like, those guys are getting hot all together at the right time. Right now, there's no one really stepping up for the Yankees because sometimes that's all you need, dude, is one guy to be up there giving you really good at-bats because it's like, oh, okay, it can be done. We can get on base. We can have these good at-bats. We can work it. But they don't have that right now. Like, they, like they're like they big dogs. Who, I told you, man, you need to step up. Like, not really stepping up. So it has to be no. something else, and it just – it just hasn't come.
0: And that's why they're down
1: 3-0 in this series.
0: And and I know, I know Jimmy would want to say this that it cuz it, it this sounds like we're blaming Judge, but it's it's blaming how the Yankees are built, but so much of their offense is built on Aaron Judge being the bad man. Um and he's currently having a a tough series. So, I I am not pinning uh all of this on Aaron Judge. I mean, the incredible season, but um the Yankees offensive formula is like <laughs> judge needs to be MVP level. And then around that, then you hope to get the Glaber hit or Carpenter runs into one or Rizzo or Stanton. Um, And without that uh, it's, it's just been empty. And yeah, man, I uh, more credit to Houston. I, I mean, they're, they're doing this. Altuve hasn't done anything. He, he gets his first hit. Um he, the same three, batting the averages at the
1: top of their lineup last night were one for 14.
0: Jordan Alvarez uh has been silenced. Um, Kyle Tucker, honest Abe But the guys who have gone Bregman, Peña, uh, you know, even McCormick at the bottom there, Vasquez contributing, uh, Yuli Gurriel is is there's you know, one of the scariest bats uh in this series right now. That Houston, man. They are they are so well run Um, and they have been. And that's been the whole thing that people, you know, if you want to get stuff twisted up in 17 and 19 or whatever, it's this organization went above and beyond to figure out the ways to be the best. And that's like their whole motto. It's increasing at the margins and being better in every aspect wherever we can. They took that too far uh, a couple times, and that's that is what it is. And we we you know deal with that however you mentally want to deal with it. But everything else is incredible, man. That they are better in every facet of the game, um, and I think some of the stuff that the Yankees current organization doesn't appreciate, you know, setting the same top of the lineup or having hey. Kid, you want to be the shortstop? Like, here's the gig. Let's find out for three weeks, and not do that in the postseason and just throw someone else out there. Um, you can point to some injuries, and you know, you're talking about how the Yankees have poor left field uh defense. You know, Andrew Bentendi was the guy they brought in to to be the Contact defense guy. DJ LeMahieu, uh, the Yankees' best contact and you know, solid defense wherever you put him. Uh, that being said, it it feels, and you know, this is heavy stuff, and you know, go check out talking Yanks for a lot of deep dives this year. Uh there's organizational philosophies with the Yankees that are wrong and a lot of Those and the disconnects on this team are because of how they make decisions. Um, They kind of have a group of people that make decisions. And I think what that leads to is uh, we got we got a little wonky last night on Talking Yanks and we compared it to to making a salad. Um, But as a team, you're making it. And so you start out saying like, oh, I think we want like a chicken Caesar type salad. And then someone's like, oh, well, you know, we need some tangerines in there. Like tangerines will help the salad be tastier. And then someone's like, actually, let's swap out the dressing like, you know, a good vinaigrette. Uh, And then but then by the end, you get this salad that's kind of just like, what the hell is this? Like these parts don't go together. We should have just gotten a chicken Caesar and ran that. They're overthinking it. And it's because they're getting their ass kicked by Houston, and they don't really know why. I mean, I
1: know. Everybody knows why. It's a more well-rounded team. I mean, they just have more depth at every single position that you can have depth at. Alex Bregman, my friend who we text very sparingly, is going off leading this team. They just seem more cohesive. That's the bottom line, dude. Like when you see the Astros play ball, they do know their roles. They do know what part of the salad they belong to. You know, there's the croutons over here, there's the dressing over there. Nice crisp romaine, chopped perfectly. You don't want massive slices. Sometimes you like it if it's a wedge salad, maybe, but this isn't a wedge salad. They know what kind of salad they are and they go out and play ball, bro. You talk about Andrew Benintendi. Yeah. I think. He might have saved the Yankees in these playoffs if he was in left field. I think you're totally right. The left field play has been atrocious. There's not another word for it, dude. Like, you got away Mm -hmm. with it in the Guardian series because they can't hit either. But that's not going to be the case with the Astros. In that sequence of events, when Cole comes out of the game, which was hilarious because he looked so mad. And it was like he was thinking, I better not blow up right now, even though I want to blow up on Aaron Boone. I'm not going to do it. So I actually give him props because he didn't he didn't show his manager up, although his face you could read between the lines. He comes out of the game. Trey Mancini puts a really good swing on a nasty pitch to hit a fly ball left field. You can't let two dudes tag up on you on that ball. Yeah. You can't let them go to second and third. Maybe you let Kyle Tucker go to third base but then you throw the ball to second base and keep the double play in order. You can't let both the dudes tag up. And it looked like he just nonchalantly got it and he throws it to third, no chance. So then the next ball gets hit out there. That's a catchable ball for most left fielders. I don't want to, I I love John Carlos Stanton. He's a very good baseball player. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to hit 500 home runs. There's a lot of things he does well. Defensively in left field, not so much. The ball falls in front of him, two more runs come in. It's just that's that's a game altering sequence of events right there that I think a, a, a left fielder who's defensively competent changes. And you know, it's not a five run lead, you know, all of a sudden it
0: becomes it's still a three run lead. And I don't know, dude. It's it's Trev. We we did all this and you you could circle on a ton of things, and then it still comes back to that zero runs, one hit. Through eight innings, and the reason Giancarlo Stanton's out playing left field is because he can hit, and they're trying to get as many hitters in as they can, and he had the only hit. So, like, and and by the way, what you're saying about Stanton, it's not about Stanton; it's about the Yankees. They hadn't played him in the outfield all year, exactly. So now, now here you go, you got this thoroughbred horse that you're in the during the season, you're horribly afraid to put out there, but your season's on the line, and you have to do it like you can't have that mindset you need to it's baseball it's consistency it's running it out there um and the Yankees don't have that and Houston Houston does um and it lines up for one more today uh Trev we've been laughing a little bit we're doing a, a live event at a bar that uh I, I don't is it therapy is it a funeral I don't know but I decided because I was mentally like, should we cancel it? Like, seriously, like, what are we doing? And I was like, you know what? We're going to have a fun time with some fucking Yankee fans. And maybe we'll start looking at next year's roster. Or, Trev, maybe, maybe this team. You just got to win one. And then you got to win another. And then another. And then another against the team that fucking tortures you.
1: Before we move on to the next game, I'm I'm actually sad I'm missing that live event. Maybe I'll FaceTime in because that's gonna be something. Bottom of the lineup contributing. I want to give credit. I want to give more credit to the Astros. I feel like it's kind of been a Yankees Pity episode so far. Uh, the bottom of the lineup. Because Altuve, Jordan, and Kyle Tucker are three for 34 in the ALCS. That's not a good recipe for them. Unless they're getting production from somewhere else. In game one, McCormick was the eight hitter. He reached base three times. He hits a homer. Maldonado has an RBI doub- double. He's the ninth hitter. Game two, Maldonado, the ninth hitter, reaches base three times, including an, on an 0-2 count ahead of Bregman's homer. Getting production, getting on base. Game three, McCormick obviously with a two-run homer. Mancini's a seven hitter, has a second fly, and then Vasquez comes up with a single. You have to get that production. From the bottom of your lineup. We're seeing it with the Phillies. It doesn't have to be consistent all the time, but you have to be able to get some of it out of there, especially when your top of the lineup is struggling. Um credit to the Astros, man. They're they're um they're like a real deal,
0: legitimate full squad baseball team. Every everything about the lack of Yankees hitting is a compliment to Houston as well. Like the you know, the Yankees hit a bit during the year and you know, batting averages and small samples. I I know you can mess with it and all that and and batting averages and everything, but you can still use stats to paint a picture. Rizzo's hitting 111. Judge is hitting 083. Torres is hitting 091. Carpenter is hitting 111 uh, after hitting zero up until his last at bat. So Josh Donaldson, 111. Cabrera and Trevino, zeros on the board. Um, Matt Carpenter, who was 0 for... I think he was zero for ten uh, with nine Ks. He gets to hit in his last at bat, and he basically locks up the third best hitter on the team with that. So times are dark. Times are dark. Um, Nestor, Nestor, and Lance with colors tonight. That's fun. It's great. I mean, look, and, and the Yankees can win this game. They can, you know,
1: force the series. I guess We're not. What's the game
0: four? We're going for a sweep.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry, man. It's it's uh it ain't gonna happen. And I don't know if it's better for you guys just to lose tonight and just like rip the bandit off or, or what? I'm not really sure. You tell
0: me. Yeah, no, it's uh it becomes kind of a rude sports conversation, right? But like I, I don't know. I want Nestor to do fantastic. Like I still I still want all these guys on the team to do well. We're not rooting against anyone, but they're they're outgunned and I don't know, would it be fun to make to make Houston uh knees buckle and have to take a flight home and and play game 6 in Houston, but I I'm not even dreaming. I'm not dreaming. And I like to dream. Um <laughs> I I think I think we're going to get a funeral in the Bronx tonight. Let's move on. Um, let's move on. Let's let's go on to BBDS Phillies versus your Padres, Trevor. And this is fun postseason. I mean, be careful if you're the next pitcher coming in. Let's uh, I, I guess we can burn it quick, peeps. Burn it up. This
1: was a hell of a game, man. What a series, too. Intense.
0: Oh, we're heading out. Trevor Plouffe has juice in Philadelphia as the Padres and Phils go for game for a little opener day. How about it? And you hope Bailey doesn't falter against his Padres lineup in bad news he did. Manny Machado homer. Brandon Drury with the two RBI double. And Kim Possible as Ha Song makes it four nothing. Padres in the first. How's your burger? But it would be not as much sunshine on the other side as Clevenger gets rocked. Reesert with the two run homer. Good fortitude to make it four to two. And then Bryce and Billy legend. With the rbi double <laughs> after one inning it is four to three hold on to your dicks bryson stocks an rbi single tied up at fours in the fourth but here he is juan soto has joined the party it is six to four after his two run ding dong oh trev these Phillies, man up and down the lineup a fifth inning where they put up another Four spot. Reeser again. Harper again. Castellanos with the RBI single. It is 8-6, Phillies. Make it 9-6-9. Nine, nine. Very nice, BBD. Schwarbo. Oh my god, that beard doesn't connect, but the bat does. And then Real Mudo puts the icing on the cake with a homer of his own. Phillies V-Pen. Comes in and gets it done on a bullpen day. Falter, Brogdon, Bellotti, and Cindergardt, Robertson, and Heflin. Phillies take a 3-1 lead in the NLCS over the daddy. Who bait? Jakey boy,
1: Jakey boy, Jakey boy. Yeah, Trev. What a first inning that we had there. This is the type of baseball that we love to see. Okay, Bullpen games, you know there's going to be some runs scored, usually not this many in the first inning. And this is what Philly's been doing all the time. And actually both teams have been doing this throughout the series, answering. Like shutdown innings are very hard to come by against – the Phillies, and even the Padres. And I don't think offense is necessarily their calling card of their team, but they've been able to answer. They've had timely hitting. They've had some homers. they got some guys that can do it. I love Machado coming up right there. There's a bunch of, Manny he sucks, uh, chants going on. And he hits the homer, puts the, huh? I didn't hear anything there. But, man, oh, man, this is the Reese Hoskins kind of coming out party. Because after the top, which I, I said before the show started, there was the um, the Drury double there. Because you have the solo home run in the, in the first great. jury uh, hits this ball to right field, hits it great. This is not like an easy catch. But Castellanos almost gets there. Uh, whiffs on that one, and they go up. But the answer back at that, Hoskins with a two-run homer. And then Bryce has looked absolutely incredible this whole series, just driving the ball to right center, to left center. You really... Know he's going when things are kind of in the middle of the field. And and, and that's how it's going right now. But we relentless um offensive day for the Phillies, those top five hitters, man. They're all kind of getting hot. Remember, Schwarber and, and Hoskins were really struggling. They were talking, is, is Topper going to move these guys um from the top of the lineup? And he said, No. And I told you guys they can get hot at any moment. Boy, oh boy, are they hot? Rio Muto doing his thing. And I want to say one thing about Rio Muto. And then I'll let you kind of speak on this. I put him in my hot guy list very early on and people were like, what are you doing? Have you seen JT room? Do you understand what this guy is about? A catcher who can steal bags has like the fastest pop times in the sport. See him with the shirt off one time. Will you guys, the guy is jacked. He's got everything you need, man. What an
0: athlete, Jake. What's up? I almost tweeted that out last night, and you know what it is? The catcher's mask, whatever it does covering his forehead and, like, his hair normally, it's it's like in the 90s movie when, like, the, the cute girl takes off her glasses for the first time, and everyone's like, whoa, dude. When they interviewed him after the Homer and he didn't have the catcher's gear on and he had no hat, the hair, and, the, like, the little bit of facial hair, I was like, whoa jt real mudo um we need to talk about this more Um, you guys man philly hello um trev i'm i'm gonna reverse engineer this which is a funny term that i just like to use whenever i can because i think the story is pit is hitting so i want to check off some of the pitching a little bit nick martinez shoved for the padres he was really the only guy uh every other padre's pitcher until Maura Hone, who gets the final inning uh gave up runs and clevenger and manaya uh man clev comes out for the start uh he's been cheeks lately uh manaya comes out he has not pitched um i think since october 4th or something like that 1.15 earned from manaya clevenger does not record an out uh, those are two pieces that this organization brought in in the past couple of years. You know, Clevenger had the bad, the bad injury. Mania came in and, um, you know, was, was their four or five starter. Um, meanwhile, for the, for the Phillies, and this is where I, you know, it changes. Bailey Falter gets hit um, and Brad Hand gets, gets knocked around or gives up the homer, but everyone else uh, you've got you know, one, two, three, four, five guys that did their job in Brogdon, Bilotti, Syndergaard, Robertson, and Eflin. And there's a couple acquisitions in there as well that, yeah, the the Phillies the Phillies pitching outdid the Padres pitching. How much does that tie into the lineup? It could be a lot because it's Hoskins, it's Schwarper, it's Harper and Real Muto clicking. That, yeah, man, I mean, Philly in that building right now feels invincible. Another Philly reference, sir. It, it that's, That was good.
1: I didn't catch that one. I'm glad you pointed it out. Okay. Okay. Now yeah. I'm hot. Uh, you know, it's so you mentioned all those guys to pitch, and there was a lot of them to pitch for the Phillies <laughs> yesterday. You know who they didn't throw? They're two best relievers right now, Alvarado and Sir Anthony Dominguez. That is – I think a massive kind of storyline in here. You get those guys rested for a potential clinching game. Here they have all the good bullpen guys going. Um, it's the Phillies have kind of morphed into the team that we all thought they could be. And I've been kind of talking about this team for a couple of years now. I said, dude, like they have a lineup. They can go bang the ball around. And then you st- you have the high-end pitching. The bullpen was supposed to be a weakness. And there's a little bit, you know,
0: like there's... What's the word I'm looking for? Tell me. There's some kinks,
1: chinks in the armor? Ch- kinks in the armor?
0: Kinks in the armor.
1: You know, like when uh, Legolas, and they're about to fight at Helms Deep, and they're like, you know they're seeing the Urukai come up, and they're like, "What do we do?" And like, it's like their armor is you know weak at the like in the shoulder and at the neck. And he like just shoots one at the neck. And he's like, "See, I told you." Like, there's there's some things out there, but they've been coming up big in big situations. In this bullpen game, I mean, you you get the fourth spot, things are looking bleak. But then a uh, uh, Juan Soto homer. That's the only other offense uh, that goes for the Padres. And then you have that relentless Philly lineup. And it seems now like you just got, I mean, six runs they scored. San Diego, but not enough. And that's kind of what it seems like right now. Like you're going to have to try to outscore a lineup that's just clicking. Like five real deal power threats at the top of the lineup clicking all together. That is a daunting task. And
0: we're seeing San Diego have to deal with that right now. Well, and and now we're hitting the part of the series because, you know, with bullpen usage and how these series are now set up, not having the off day, you know, potentially travel day coming up. Um, San Diego, part of their winning formula. I mean, Martinez is a big part of that, uh, and can be, but he'll, he'll be out 43 pitches, but you know, the other guys that got hit here, you know, Mania and Clevenger, those guys aren't going to take the bump again in this series. Um, you know that they, they have their plan with Hader, who does not pitch in this game as well. Um, and you know, I know we'll we'll get to Darvish and Wheeler in a minute, but if you're San Diego, maybe that's what you can take away from this. You know, you had Mania and Clevenger give up eight of the 10 runs, and they won't be participating in this series anymore. So uh that's that's maybe a little bit of a, a silver lining playbook, another Philly reference, uh for the Padres, oh but also <laughs> <laughs> hey things got um, a little rocky for the
1: padres last night
0: yeah hey, hey hey now Embiid, um the phillies lineup dude i i mean the dudes are being dudes and coming off of watching the yankees like it's talk about feeling just night and day it feels like every at bat they have a chance to hit a two-run homer And I would kill to feel that emotion for the Yankees. Here's some... uh, I don't have another Philly reference. I don't know. That's okay.
1: We'll get some. Yeah. Here's something you can think about if you're a Padres fan. You got to win three games in a row. But you got Darvish, you got Snell, and you got Musgrove. And you can say... I can envision a scenario where those three guys have great outings and we can bring, if if Darvish gets the job done tonight, we can bring the series back to San Diego and we can be in front of our home crowd and it'll be rocking and it puts the pressure on the Phillies. The problem is if you got those top five guys hot swinging the bat, it's just hard to keep up with that. It really is, man. And guess what? You're going up against Wheeler and Nola, dude. Like this, this series isn't over. Like, 100, percent the Padres are still in it, man. Their backs are against the wall, going up against two absolutely stud pitchers with a stud lineup going off. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very difficult. And now we can kind of dream upon a Phillies-Houston World Series. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people had that uh, in the book, no. but I think that might be one of the more compelling entertaining series that we could have matched up
0: well in in sports you know we love the we love the balance or the storyline of you know a really good offense versus a really good defense if we get there i mean houston's pitching versus philly's offense is kind of what what you want to see right like that's houston's kind of setting the bar pitching wise uh, across baseball and right now uh the phillies offensively uh, and I, I'll say more than right now. Like we came into the year saying, you know, the Phillies are built on offense, and coming to this series, even I said, you know, I like the Padres. But the Phillies can out-mash them in their lineup, but I like the Padres in every other facet, just a little, a little bit more. Well, guess what? Because the Phillies have that team-masher identity when they're doing it right, that's better, and that can't be beat, and that's the story of this playoffs between. You know, you win if you out home or the other team, and you score first. All those stats you keep seeing, you know, Philly can do that with with the best of them. Um, so that being said, um, I don't think this series is over. Um, the Padres have their big three lined up. Uh, they, you know, Hater. You're going to need some special bullpen performances, and uh, the guys on the Padres side. It's not like our are dead like Soto homers yesterday. Machado stats are still good. Um, Josh Bell and Drury are contributing that. If you get it back to San Diego, things get a little interesting. Um, I think Philly, and this is going to sound dumb. Philly's going for the death punch tonight and Wheeler could shut them out for seven. They could kick it to Sir Anthony and Alvarado, and we could be tipping our hats and start scouting, start scouting Houston. Um, um, if San Diego gets tonight, you know, then you've got Nola lined up, which that's obviously, it's another crazy difficult task, but you're back in San Diego. He didn't have a great start in San Diego. He gave up some runs. And if you can get there, now think about what we're talking about. Wheeler and Nola are their big, bad wolves. Like there is a path for San Diego. They just made it a very hard path. And by the way, I I don't think you're gonna hear me Trev saying confidently like eh, Padres in seven because the Phillies could win ten to two tonight and it wouldn't be shocking at all. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this there's plenty of different ways the series could go. I mean, the most likely thing is yeah, the Phillies just kind of end it. Um, but I don't think um, if you're a Padres fan like there's there's no hope left. I mean, look at who- just look at who you have going for you, and and if you just get a shutdown inning last night, like that's insane to me. Like you have Clev out there, who like I know he hasn't been, you know, the Clev of old, but you have him out there, and you're like, I got to feel pretty good. We just banged up their opener. We got Clev going. If you get a shutdown inning right there, the whole series is different. But instead, the Phillies answer with three, and that's. It, that is as pumped up as you are about taking a 4-0 lead in the top of the first. It's almost worse for your team to just go back and give up three right away. It's like, dude, what are we supposed to do here as an offense now? You're like, we got how many more do we got to score tonight? And then you start to put the pressure on. And you know, I don't think they're the Padres are necessarily built for that. Um, if you're going to give up this many runs to the Phillies, I don't think they're built to come back. Although, I mean, God, sometimes I look at their lineup, and I'm like, they could, they could swing it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it's going to be difficult for
0: them, obviously, to say uh, something very obvious. I'll tell Philly fans this, and they'll probably be mad about it. It was $15, and I'm—it's it's $15 that I'll maybe never get back. I just put it on Padres to come back and win the series. I don't think it's gonna happen. What's I think it's a losing that? bet. That it was good, it was 15 to win like a hundred bucks. So I was like, screw it. Um, so I'd rather else? have I'd rather something like that, math guy. Um, okay. I don't believe in it, but uh, <laughs> I think crazier things have happened. So um, and you know what, Philly? Guess what? A sneaky ruin for you because if there's a World Series game in Philly, we might. We might get something going. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, Anything else, T-Pain?
1: Shout out to the fans in Philly, man. They've just absolutely shown up and done the Awesome. Awesome. What a great atmosphere. And and Bryce is just yucking it up, dude. Doing the Philly. Philly. Bro, you're from Las Vegas. Just relax a little bit. He's having fun. 15 years, of million, billion dollars. So I guess you have to like it.
0: He's, uh, he's, he's a treat, man. No, how, he's awesome how much, he is- how much he, how much he cares for. And, and that was a uh, Colt Tucker kept saying that, like, just, you know, even how much, how well the outfit goes together. Like, you know, the, from, from the hair to the gloves, to the socks, to the shoes. And it's like, you know, Harper, it's a, some of it's a little premeditated, but guess what? It's because he fucking cares. Like he's, Baseball is life, bro. He's that's it. That's it for him. And that's how could you not want that from your your superstar? Um, all right, we uh we will be back 10 a.m. potentially recapping two games for the last time. Um, sheesh, sheesh. Coming up on World Series week, I'll be out there, New York. Trev's coming out. Jake sucks, and
1: the Yankees offense.
0: Uh, oh, what did I say? I'm sorry. Ring, ring the Liberty Bell. Fifth Avenue, Fifth Square Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue. Fifth I Fifth Avenue. Fifth I was a major Avenue. baseball player Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue. Bank Park The original White